Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, and I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. Don't that just sound great? <laughs> I love the way that it flows off of my tongue. I thank and praise God for each and every one of you under the sound of my voice as we continue to journey into uh, this Bible study, this 52 weeks of study. I want to come on and just encourage you uh, to have a few nuggets and a few supplements uh, to add to the study and to pray for you, to pray for you as God is giving us revelation as we are laying the foundation. Uh, On yesterday, we started our first week whereby we were laying the foundation of the word and the foundation of this study. Uh, We learned some core truths that we want to keep at the forefront of our mind as we continue along this journey. We started to understand and learn about the priorities of Jesus. What are his priorities and why do we need to know his priorities? Because if we understand his priorities and we align to his priorities, we will yield the most out of this season as he is instilling and imparting in us and laying the foundation. We also learned about his authority. (laughs) We learned about his authority. To whose authority does he come and teach and, and train and give us these revelations? And whose authority uh, does he uh, 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 expect us to believe in his word? And we learned about his authority, that God who sent him, the God in which uh, he is. And we learned how God said, I am that I am. <laughs> I come by my own authority. And we're going to continue along this journey and along this study uh, and get into the first era next week when we start, uh, continue with our study. We're going to talk about the creation, the fall, and the consequences of that fall. And we're going to learn about identity. What is our identity in Christ? As we were going through the study, a few things I wanted to really emphasize on as we continue to to jump into and dive deeper into Genesis 1, we want to think about what, uh, what are the various systems, the systems that were created by God. Uh, during the first six days of creation. What are the systems that he created? He created a system of domination. He created a system of creation. He created a system of governance and authority. Okay, so we want to dive deeper into that as we continue with this study. And we want to apply these things to the world that we live in now because we succumb to the world systems and we forget about kingdom, kingdom systems that God established in the earth. He gave us dominion over the earth. Man, I can't wait till we start digging into this word. Uh, What does the creation 
uh, of the Garden of Eden, Eden revealed about God to the first man and the first woman. What does the creation? It reveals that God is a protector. God is a provider. God will give us everything that we need and beyond what we desire. I couldn't imagine with the mind of a human even uh, thinking uh, 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 that we needed a garden of Eden, I, I, the beauty, the majesty uh, to, to, to have that. I think that building that, he established relationship, relationship and companionship with the first man and the first woman. And what happened to the dominion that God intended that man would have in the garden? What happened was they were removed from the garden. They were removed from the garden and had to and began to have to till the land for what they needed. God had provided all of their needs. He had given them everything. They didn't even have to work for it. But sin crept in and they had to leave that place. And through his mercy, through his mercy, he allowed them to leave. What does the post-fall promises and redemption reveal about God's nature and man's need? It reveals that God is a merciful God. God is a loving God and that he loves us even beyond our flaws. And man needs to have the love of God. It is not um, you know, a desire or, or, or just a want. It is a need. We need to have the love of God because his love surpasses all things that we endure. We need his love. We need that relationship with God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, Let's continue. One of the reasons that I feel that it is vitally important that we go through this foundation lane uh, of of the Bible and our understanding uh, in this first year of our inception uh, under this ministry is because many of us, while we know what the Bible is, we are not biblically literate. And I know that my experience uh, as a Christian through my walk, there have been many leaders who have missed the mark uh, concerning uh, their discipleship in my life. And I don't want to be guilty of not doing our due diligence. So we're going to take our time. We're going to take our time and get through the word of God. But I wanted to just share uh, a few extra nuggets with you all concerning um, the lesson uh, that we learned. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I'm telling you, the more I get into the word, the more I want to stay in the word (laughs) and stay into his presence. I am just mesmerized uh, with with the character of God and and his presence, his essence, just everything about God just uh, pulls me and draws me in. So when I get into the word, baby, I'm telling you, I can't get out. But anyway, wanted to share um, just a little bit more just to uh, bring some things home uh, to you uh, as we continue along this journey. Amen.
All right. So, so yesterday I admonished everyone to get a chronological Bible. Get you a good chronological Bible. Listen, I'm not the one to, to try to emphasize a certain um, translation of the Bible. While I will tell you, be very careful because there are some that are deliberate in translating in a way that is uh, motivated by their standards, their cultures. Uh, I've always shared, I love the Message Bible. <laughs> that's that's my go-to. Even though I use additional supplemental tools to fill in the gaps uh, where, where those translations may fall short. But I trust my God. I trust my God that he is powerful enough to get revelation to and through us as we continue along this path. But anyway, so many people have a Bible in their homes and many people know what a Bible is. But as I stated earlier, uh, it's just a, it's a big book that people have around them. And there's not much biblical literacy in the church because we don't get into our word. We don't get into our word because oftentimes it's confusing for us. The message uh, that we're, we're getting is confusing because we don't know how to personalize it. But once we understand that the Bible is a personal message from God, he sent that message to every one of us. He wants us to enjoy reading the word over and over again, applying it to our lives, throughout our lives, and using the lessons that were learned throughout the Bible. He wants us to use those to apply to our life, but he knows that the enemy has us so deceived. I'm telling you, anybody ever want to get into their word and you start reading and you get tired? You get sleepy, you get distracted, so much is going on, you can't focus on what you're reading. That is a ploy of the enemy. And we have got to leverage the Holy Ghost to help get us through because God sent us this love letter. And like I said, uh, Miles Monroe, he put it this way, he said, it is the constitution of the kingdom. It is a legal document. As we continue to journey into Uh, our studies, we want to at least have the basic facts. We want to establish the basic facts around the Bible. And like I said, you know, coming up in the church, uh, while I believe I had a great foundational uh, learning, I I thank God for for the leadership that I was under during different seasons of my life. And so a good, firm foundation had been set but not as much of an emphasis on studying the word, getting into into the word and learning the word uh, for myself. Yet the goal of this study as we continue is to get to know God, to get to know God. I'm telling you to know him is to love him. To know him is to love him. And oftentimes I pray, I always ask God, God, I I plead with him to help my family to know him. My God, because God, if they just know you, they will love you. And if they love you, they're going to seek to obey you. And that is a prayer plea that I petition before God. Because if we know him, we're going to love him. 
And he really desires for us to know him. That's why he gave us the Bible. That's why he gave us the Bible and allowed us to see him as the main character. So as we continue to go through uh, this study, I want you all to remember to keep God as the main focus, as the main focus of, of the story so that we can learn who he is, what he does, and what he likes. These are some, some foundational truths that will be imperative to our kingdom living. God is preparing us for something that I believe this world has not yet seen or experienced. God is bringing to fruition uh, a, a manifestation of his glory like none other. And I'm so grateful that he is using this ministry. He is using this ministry as a tool, as a vessel to usher in this dispensation of time. And it is going to be contingent upon our knowledge of who God is. We got to get this thing for ourselves. We can't depend on or rely on others. Use what you got, supplement what you know, and dig deeper, deeper, deeper. All right? So during these next 52 weeks, we will study the Bible in a chronological order in a chronological order. And and this is because, as I stated before, the Bible is not a religious book. It's not a book on religion. Yet, it's a book that provides a historical story as seen from God's eyes. It's a study of the Bible that will allow us to travel through history from the very beginning. And little by little, as we go through, we will learn what God says about himself, what he says about the enemy, what he says about Satan, and what he says and how he feels about the human race. I know a lot of you all who will take this journey with us, you already know a lot about the stories in the Bible. And and I pray that as we continue to join together, that we'll work together and help each other learn how everything fit together. I love the fact that we have the chronological study because it helps us to put uh, uh, points into their right place so that we see how are these things fitting together so that we understand the whole story with clarity. A lot of times when people read the Bible, because they're not looking at it in chronological order, they'll ask questions like, well, how did that happen first before this? (laughs) The Bible is a lie. You know, we just defer to to that because there are things that we don't understand. But we'll start our study as we continue through this journey uh, with the very beginning of the Bible. We'll start in the book of Genesis. And and I forgot on yesterday to give us, um, I do have a uh, 365-day plan. And as I, I share with you all, Uh, We need to build up our discipline as we continue to be disciples. And what that means is, is develop a dedicated time of devotion. Get these scriptures that we want to memorize and start to meditate on them. Apply them to our lives. Write them on index cards. uh, uh, Replay them 
over and over, cite them uh, um, audibly and, and, and vocalize them as we continue uh, through this journey. Because if you do that, you will get the most out of it. You'll get the most out of it. But we're going to start in Genesis, and I forgot to give you all uh, the 365-day plan, but I will send that out uh, so that you know what scriptures we are reading and you can stay caught up with us. I believe we're going to start in Genesis, maybe get into Job and and, and so forth, uh, but you all will see. But uh, Genesis is the foundation. It's the foundational book of the Bible. And uh, just like when you build a house, you got to start with a good foundation. Um, when you build the rest of the house, you got to go one piece at a time. And we'll take the same approach as we continue to build. We'll build our understanding of the Bible in the same way. We'll try uh, to come to every lesson and build upon the thing, the last thing that we learn. Everything that we learn will fit together and build a solid understanding of God's book. And that is our goal. That is our objective. I just, I, I'm telling you, I take this responsibility so seriously. And I know that my method and my style may not mesh with everyone, but I'm going to continue to forge forward because I believe that there are so many, especially in our family, that need to get the Word of God. And it is a safe place. It is a safe space where they can journey in and begin to uh, develop the foundation, knowing that they have ownership. Ownership. God has given us a piece of ownership uh, in this movement. And He has dedicated it dedicated it exclusively for us. The prayers and the promises that have been given to our ancestors are being made manifest in this season, in this hour, and through our lineage. I believe that. I believe that. And one of the goals that I'm looking for is that, uh, especially the youth in our family, that they will catch hold and start joining us uh, in these um Bible studies. And the reason that I'm recording them is so that people can go back and listen, go back and listen, because while we are going, we, we dedicated to go back for the one out of the 100 and not just stick with the 99, but we got work to do. So if you couldn't catch on in the beginning, we're going to give you the recordings and you'll be able to continue uh, along with us and, and come on parallel and do some back work. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. And I take very seriously the responsibility that he has given us to lay this foundation. We got to know him. We got to know him. Okay. So so as we continue in, in the study, we won't have time. Uh, in these lessons to study everything in the Bible. It, it is it's virtually impossible. It will be impossible for us to study everything, but we're going to focus on some of the key truths to help us uh, understand the rest, okay? But I invite you as we continue to go through this journey, uh, I invite you to share Share your your uh, le- learnings as you go along, and we all can learn together, okay? And uh, we don't want to get distracted 
in in controversial questions. This is not what this is about. We just want to concentrate on the basics and 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 uh, find the best way to get the truth and allow everything else to fall into place. So in other words, um, the way that I envision what God is doing during this first phase of laying the foundation, he has assigned me to impart into those who are uh, a part of our core, the beginning. Uh, He has assigned me to lay the foundation. So I am not up for debate. Uh, God has divinely directed me uh, to a specific uh, um, framework of study, which I will continue to follow, and I'm going to do the best that I can, and I know that there are those who are going to come alongside us who will know more than I know intellectually and maybe have more spiritual attuneness and acuteness to knowledge uh, than I may have, but God has instructed me to impart during this time, and I will be led exclusively by His Spirit. So in other words, ain't no debates over here. If you you don't agree with what you're hearing, go dig in and dig deeper and and get an understanding for yourself. But we're not going to have a bunch of um, uh, controversial questions as we go through this this journey together. Uh, It will be uh, lecture-based, right? I I believe I'll, I'll try to make it as interactive as possible by sharing our testimonies and how uh, these uh, teachings are are impacting our lives because I believe God is going to do some stuff. He's going to show us some stuff through this. We're going to experience God's blessings at biblical proportion. Y'all better write it down because prophetess is telling you so much is going on in this world. I heard something uh, yesterday about an epidemic outbreak of monkeypox. They call it monkeypox. It's like chickenpox, but much bigger. And it's going all around uh, in the UK now and it's creeping into the US. And uh, we just got over COVID, but we still got COVID. And and people said they started seeing the mumps returning. I believe that something is going on. Now, now God has not exposed it to me what it is, but in my own (laughs) mind, I'm thinking these folk is doing some kind of chemical warfare or something to, to modify Um, our population. But anyway, I don't have any (coughs) basis of fact to support that. So I don't even know why I said it. But anyway, (laughs) with everything that we are seeing in this earth, and we are seeing these pandemics coming at biblical proportion, we are seeing uh, uh, um, natural disasters at biblical proportion. We are seeing uh, uh, mass killings and murders, uh, things that we would see uh, during the biblical time. But what God wants us to catch hold to is that he is in full control. And no matter what we see going on in this world, he is about to embrace us with a wave of Uh, his glory, his blessings, his miracles, his signs and wonders, because he is about to get the attention of the world and the earth uh, uh, by way of this ministry. I believe it and I receive it and I do not take it for granted. So anyway, I need folk to get on post. I need folk to get on post. I thank God for my children 
Uh, I thank God for, you know, some volunteered and some were voluntold, you know, and just jumped on the bandwagon and um, they're walking in obedience. But we're going to see God's blessings. We're going to see God's glory and we're going to grow even closer and closer to him. But anyway, as I was stating, as we go through this, I will do my best and I pray that you receive something, but you got to be open to it. You cannot be close-minded. If you close your mind, you won't get nothing. Uh, uh, Just like, you know, when I was raising my children, I raised my children. You know, I didn't go to chef school. I didn't learn how to cook, you know, cuisines or anything like that. I watched my mother you know, cook and, and more so my father, I would sit up under him and watch him cook. And, and he was a great chef. I, I'm telling you, he did some, some phenomenal things with food, even though sometimes I'd be like, bruh, <laughs> why are you mixing everything out the refrigerator? And uh, we got to eat this mess. But anyway, uh, I don't feel that I was a superior cook as I raised my family and as I created my family, but I fed them. I fed them uh, the best at the best of my ability. And right now, my babies, I'm telling you, any of them, any of them, they love mama's cooking. And all of them got their favorites, what they really like for me to cook for them. And, you know, every Sunday I will cook. I've been I've been off my rocker uh, this year. I haven't been doing it as much. And I need to get back to it and maybe start giving them a, a Sunday. You know, they decide what they want me to cook for them. But anyway... They love mama's cooking, but I wasn't the best. And the same as I cook and feed uh, God's children as we go through uh, this foundational learning, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to perfect it as I continue through. But I pray that that won't deter you for going through this journey uh, with us together because I'm telling you, Mm. I, I, and even as I'm thinking about it now, I see the men of God. I see the men of God taking their rightful place and leading and, and, and taking the burden off of the women uh, for carrying this through and helping us to disciple and, and going out and winning souls. I, I see it, I'm telling you. I see it. I see uh, communities being impacted and changed and, and us being able to experience heaven on earth. As we learn the authority that we walk in. All right. So let me finish this real quick because I got a word. I got a word and I'm going to separate it out uh, for what I'm doing today. I just wanted to give you guys just a few more nuggets uh, supplement to supplement what we learned on yesterday. So we know that the Bible is a collection of 66 books. Listen to me. Six, six, 66 books. Uh, it uh, fits into one book, one book, and it has 1,189 chapters, 1,189 chapters. It is broken into two major sections. It's broken into two major sections. That's the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament has uh, 39 books in it, and the New Testament has 27. Each book in the Bible is divided into chapters, and those chapters are divided into verses, okay? So the Bible verses um, are written uh, similar to this. First, they write the name of the book, 
then they write the number of the chapter, and then there's a colon in between, and then the number of the verse. So oftentimes when you guys see, for those many of us know, but for those who don't, and listen, listen, don't let the spirit of shame come upon you because at some point in some area of our walk, we all uh, had to learn and didn't have the knowledge of a thing. I remember sitting in the church. I used to be so embarrassed when they they start singing them hymns and and them gospel songs, and I don't know them or or those scriptures, and everybody's quoting the scripture, and 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 I don't know. I would get so embarrassed, and I'm telling you, God, when God delivered me from that, He delivered me from that. I'm talking about. I will sit there and laugh. <laughs> I will crack up if I just. I'm like, what? What is that scripture? What is that? You know, I mix the words of the songs and everything. And y'all know, prophetess, I don't have no shame in my game when it comes to some of them words uh, in the Bible. You know, I'll let y'all know I cannot pronounce this thing and I don't have no shame. But we bind up that spirit because it has so many Christians bound and it caused them, I believe, to, to shy away from the Bible. It caused them to shy away from trying to dig into the Bible because it was so, uh, you know, hard to understand. And in the public forum, you know, we got embarrassed. I don't want you being embarrassed. I want you to embrace uh, the process. Embrace the process. There's something good about being innocent and not knowing when you learn and you master a thing and you can look back to where you came from. The Word of God tells us to be good steward, good, to be good stewards over those small things, and God will make us ruler over the multitude or the masses of things. Amen. So don't get embarrassed. We are here to uh, take the veil off and to try to help get things at the at the very rudimentary foundational level so that we all learn together. Everybody's come from state is not going to be the same. I may know a little bit more about certain things than you in certain areas, and you may know a little bit more about certain things than me in certain areas. And guess what? Each one reach one. So it's my responsibility to pull you up and your responsibility to pull me up as we continue along this journey and learn together. Amen. Amen. All right. So, but anyway, in the Bible, when you when you think about the book, the way that uh, the, the verses, the Bible verses are written is you'll have the book or the name of the book. So say Genesis, right? And then you will have the chapter, Genesis 1. And then you will have a colon and then the number of the verse. So if we're looking at Genesis 1, uh, chapter 1, uh, 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 verses 1 through 3, you will have the word Genesis the chapter number, the colon, and then one through three as the number of um, the key verses. Amen. So every verse in the Bible is important, but there are some key verses in the Bible that we need to hone in on so that we understand the um, or comprehend the, um, the the main point. I remember when we when we were in in in, uh, in grade school. We used to always have comprehension. We had reading. We had English uh, 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 composition. And then we had reading comprehension. And so for me, 
I was good in English. I loved English and I loved spelling. I was really, really good in spelling. And it's funny because uh, when we were going through my mother's things and we learned that they had saved so many of our <laughs> accomplishments and even I found a few exclusion letters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was younger, a couple of my report cards that I'm like, uh, anybody show my kids, I'm a, you know, we, we gonna have a problem. But anyway, um, I was really good in, in spelling and I used to win uh, these awards and things like that. And I remember in my youth, you know, how my parents would, would give me accolades, but in reading and in comprehension, I, 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 I struggled. I struggled and I had to get extra help. And my dad, I remember one of my kids, I'm not gonna say which one, but one of my kids was struggling in school and and I was getting frustrated because I was trying so hard, you know, to to help the child. And, uh, you know, my kids, listen, I don't get it about them, but something, (laughs) I'm gonna say every one of them, so they all get it today. Every one of them, if they don't like the correction, they get attitude, you know, and I think that's what I was facing uh, with this this child at this time as I was trying to help them uh, to learn. And, and I was talking to my dad one day and I was so frustrated and I was just telling him about, you know, how I was going through this. And, you know, my thing is I knew the kid was smart, you know, and I knew they got it, but they was just making me angry because, you know, it was just some of the, the, the more foundational things like come on now I know you get it and then you won't get attitude with me by the end of the exchange we both mad at each other <laughs> you know whatever but my dad said something to me uh when we were talking and it just shifted my whole perspective and 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 this child that I was struggling with at the time uh they were in in grade school so I pray I pray that they you know experienced the shift even though now I'm understanding that my kids, some of the things I thought they experienced with me, they really didn't. But anyway, uh, my dad said, what, what do you think? How do you think you got to where you were? You know, how do you think you, you did? Because I work with you. He said, I work with you. Me and my dad had this thing where we used to play these cards and the cards would have words on them. And uh, it was, you know, kind of like goldfish. We play, play the cards. And I'm telling you, I'm talking about countless hours. We would do that. And, and he would have uh, these comprehension uh, cards that we would play. And this was way before Hooked on Phonics and stuff like that. And, and he worked with me. And he set me straight that day, even though I thought it was kind of bold. You know, he, was, he, wasn't to, he wasn't trying to teach me a lesson. He was trying to put me in my place. Like, girl, honey, who who are you to talk? I had to work. I had my work. And trust me, whatever you going through with that child you got over there, ain't nothing compared to what I had to go through with you. But anyway, um, uh, but it is important. So so I, I, I digress. But it's important that we get the key points in the scriptures. We get the key points. And I'm going to do my best uh, to help us. Uh, to get to those key points, okay? So understand that the Bible is the most important and unique book in the world. It is the most important. No other book, no other anything that you can ever read is more important than the Bible because it is the Word of God. 
It is the word of God. God is the ultimate author of the Bible. He is the ultimate author of the Bible. He gave us this word over a period of 1,600 years. He used about 40 different men to help us to write and articulate the word of God. And those were those who we called prophets. He gave them his word. He inspired his word through them. And they heard him. And they talked to him. They had visions of him. Sometimes he allowed his word to just be put and manifested in their minds. Other times he spoke audibly to them. Other times he gave them dreams and visions. And so he didn't just put his word into their minds and just say, okay, we're going to leave at it. He had relationships with these men. So we have to know and understand that the Bible is not just man's word. It is God's word. And if God is perfect, then the word of God is perfect. Now, we acknowledge that uh, many different men wrote different books of the Bible over a period of many years. And that the Bible uh, is one book. But there were many books and many different authors who contributed to the Bible, but they contributed through God's ordained. God is perfect. Listen, God is perfect. And if he used these men as a means to communicate his word through his people, I don't have time for doubt. Y'all can continue on. (laughs) Keep on trying to figure it out. Keep on trying. Well, I don't believe this. Listen, how do you know what you don't believe if you ain't even read it? (laughs) Folk always talk about the church. I always want to say how the church is, but how do you know? You ain't never been to a church. You ain't never got in your word to know what you don't believe. But guess what? If it ain't for you, let it not be for you. I decided a long time ago, I don't debate the Bible. I don't debate the word of God. If I can't help you to learn more, If you can't help me to learn more, we just part ways in our understanding. You ain't got to listen to me. And guess what? I will not listen to you. But anyway, another key fact to know is that uh, all of the prophets that God used to write the Bible, they were Jews. They were Jews. So they were amongst those uh, who were considered to be the chosen ones. Okay? So God was um, the megaphone. He, he used these men like a megaphone to announce the word of God to the world. So he used them. He used them to do that uh, as a projection of his voice, the prophets. And, and that's why even today, we have to be very careful. Uh, I know that I walk in the office of a prophet. I know that the words that I speak, uh, when they are coming from God, Uh, that he uses me as an instrument to invoke his word in the earth. I do not take that calling for granted. And I know that God has given me a prophetic anointing. uh, And and he allows me to see and and to experience things uh, uh, to help his children. And again, I do not take that for granted. 
Uh, but we have to be careful as prophets. Sometimes prophets are trying to articulate their own word. That's why for a season God said, I don't want you prophesying nothing but the word of God. If it don't come directly from my word, don't you say it, don't you speak it. I want you to prophesy because in that season of my life, I was learning the voice of God. I was learning the voice of God. And I'm telling you, it, it, it's a phenomenal thing. It's a phenomenal thing how God just began to teach me his voice. And, and sometimes he would give me a word for someone. And it would be a simple word, but God would take me into the Bible to say, this is what I want you to say to him. Don't you even speak your own articulation of this thing. But anyway, all right, so what was I going to say? Uh, there are three languages uh, that the original text of the Bible was written in, uh, and that is the Hebrew, the Aramaic, and Greek, okay? And, and this is what gets us caught up sometimes when people say, well, it don't map directly to the original Hebrew language, or it don't map directly to the Aramaic or, or Greek, and folk want to put all of this emphasis on stuff. You know, just because one word is 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 uh, articulated in our language in a different way, you know, folk want to get irritated and ag ag aggravated. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I believe that God will allow us to to um, to read His Word and um, uh, to get you know get the core message out of his word because he is perfect. Now, I ain't saying go and get uh, uh, Bibles that are incongruent with, with uh, you know, the basic uh, understanding and knowledge of God, but some of this stuff we fight over is just, it, it don't make any sense. It does not make any sense. But we do acknowledge and we know that many of the documents, uh, the original text, it, it fell apart with time and, and um, people began to use new uh, copies and copies had been um, replicated and, and made and and the accuracy of those copies uh, was, was uh, legitimately questioned, right? But I believe that God has allowed us, the Bibles that we read today, the NIV, the K, uh, King James Version, the Message Bible, uh, gives us the uh, the biblical understanding. It may not give us the exact number of words and letters on a page, but it allows us to get the value of the core message uh, that that was that was given, so that we can preserve our understanding and our knowledge. Okay. One truth that I want you to understand and I want to be established as we continue along this journey is that the Bible is completely accurate. Listen, repeat after me. The Bible is completely accurate without mistake. Without mistake. It is accurate. It, is, it has withstood the test of time. And irrespective of our interpretation of the Bible or how many translations of the Bible, how many other books are out there, God's word remains the same and it shall never change because God is the ultimate author of the Bible. Listen, I would admonish you, stop wasting your time. A lot of people wasting time and look at where your life at. 
<laughs> Look at where your life at. You want to focus on arguing whether or not the Bible is real or not. And you ain't even got in the word to learn that there are some nuggets that are right there uh, um, in your face. If you get in there, some folk going through uh, relationship issues, going through issues on the job, just life situations and circumstances. And God has placed his word to help give us direction. And you want to be stuck on uh, the accuracy or what you you know or understand your lack of knowledge. Listen, I wouldn't even waste my time. I wouldn't waste any more days of my life refuting the word of God. I would just dig in. Just dig in. Listen, when I was in grade school, I, I shared a short a story earlier, you know, but when I was in grade school, I didn't question, you know, the, the American history or civics or, or um, you know, the, the English books that we read. I didn't question any of that because I did not have enough of a foundation to have an understanding. So I got the foundation. And as I got older, as I got older, I began to question some of the things that we learned, but I had enough of a knowledge and an understanding of what it was that I was able to think critically through some of the things that were not or should not have been. All I'm saying is get the foundation laid. Get the foundation laid, all right? We know that a lot of people are going to write about God. They'll write books and, and things are written about him based on our understanding of who he is. But those books are not the Bible. The Bible is the only written word that God himself wrote through man. And God has the final authority. The Bible will never go out of date. It'll never be uh, out of date, out of trend. Because it reveals the absolute truth about God. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It shows us a path to eternal life. It shows us a path to eternal life. Listen, you want to straighten some things out in your life? Get in the Word. Get in the Word. The Bible helps to explain to us the eternal problems of sin and suffering while we go through stuff. God desires, listen to prophetess, God desires for us to know what the Bible says. He wants us to know. He wants us to get into the Word. He wants us to develop a closer relationship with Him. And He wants us to take time to study the Bible. He wants us to study the Bible. And if we study it properly... will learn to know God himself. But know this, know this, that as I stated earlier, to know him is to love him. The more you know him, the more you're going to love him, and the more you're going to want to walk in obedience to his will. It's something about living upright. Now, now even with me, I can't live any kind of way. I can't do any kind of thing. And I'm telling you, I don't come to people in their lifestyles and say, uh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Outside of my children, now I will coach them and 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 tell them, 
some things because I feel that that is still my godly relationship and authority and 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 responsibility over their lives. Now, I'm not enforcing my will on them, but I would be remiss not to give them instruction, godly instruction and wisdom to help prevent them from going down a path of disaster and destruction. Same way with those that God sends under this ministry and under this covering. But I'm not condemning the lifestyles of anyone that's between you and God. The word speaks for itself. And we the best way to minister the gospel is to live it out. And we must live the word of God. Amen. All right. Well, anyway, I wanted to give you all that supplement uh, to the learning for this week. And I can't wait till next week. Boy, oh boy. We got to get finished with, uh, with the rest of this study. And I might, I'm thinking, I might just do that one uh, through a recording too. So we can start off fresh with week two. Uh, let me confer with my minister in training and see what she thinks about it. Uh, but uh, I, I'm in you know what I'm throwing I'm scratched that because I want us to take our time we lay in the foundation we're building something uh here and uh, I'm not gonna rush it we just gonna go in God's time amen all right well thank you for listening today and I pray that you got something out of it I pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to walk with us through this journey in Jesus name amen love you all bye-bye